Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice, impact and influence. Are you ready? Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Bonjour, salam alaikum, everyone. Today's life is a little bit different because the setup is a little bit different. But listen, this is part of the life of an entrepreneur. Sometimes you have to compose with uh, what's happening in your life. So this is my current situation. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Darin Benamara. I'm the host of the Stand Up From The Crowd podcast. And every single week, I interview some of the brightest leaders and entrepreneurs in their industry and today we are talking about entrepreneurship and how you can make the jump from being a full-time employee to becoming a full-time entrepreneur and today's guest is a successful immigrant woman she is one of the success stories that i love discovering and sharing with you because you know we're gonna share the good the bad and the ugly, as usual, you will figure it out that none of us has it perfect. And that's the purpose of this podcast, to share stories and to show you the back end of what's happening, you know, in the life of great leaders and entrepreneurs. So without further ado, please help me welcome Aditi Sony to the Stand Up From The Crowd podcast. Hello, Aditi. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, Doreen. I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I see many of you on the live today. Wow. So please use the comment section. Aditi, so tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, firstly, thank you, Doreen, for taking your time for me and then sharing my story with your audience. Uh, I have been uh, you know, thankful. It's been a great platform. So uh, excited to tell about who, who is Aditi and how I started this. So my name is Aditi and I'm the director um, of an immigration consultancy, which is named as Trust Class Immigration. Uh, we provide immigration services ranging from temporary resident applications, to permanent residents, refugee asylums, and a lot more spouses, spouses and other categories to the clientele, global clientele based in, um, you know, all over the world. So, um, uh, so our part is to help the families to be reunited with each other or come for Canada and start a new journey as an immigrant as we all started and, you know, make their dreams come true. Women get a lot more opportunities in this country, you know, as compared to other developing countries. So that, that's what I do at present. And, um, how I started this um, long story, uh, I immigrated to Canada in 2012 as an international student with only $900 in the pocket, uh, right? And then, uh, when, and then interestingly, I, I saw people from all other you know, countries and it was 
it was very different. Back home, we all see North Indian, South Indian, East Indian, West Indian, like all Indians. And here I see other other cultures, other people, you know, they all have their dreams. And, you know, at one factor, they, they, they want to settle in Canada. So I understood from very early days when I moved to Canada, that immigration is a hardcore need of our society. When it comes to the labor market growth or it comes to our Canadian economy, immigration is required. And um, somehow I did all my process by myself and I started working in immigration sector right after my high school back home. So I had an exposure already. I, I decided, why don't I start freelancing and start helping people to uh, to do their immigration, right? To whatever they want to do, whether it's study visa, work visa, I start taking freelancing clients. So let's let's pause here for a minute because that's very interesting. You moved to Canada, <laughs> and you found yourself obviously in a in a in a context that was completely different that than yeah. where you come from. And you realized that there was a need, there was a, speci a special need, right? A specific need that eventually you could feel. And that's very right. important here because, and I would like you to tell, a little, to tell us a little bit more about your process because a lot of people have a lot of ideas. A lot of people have a lot of good ideas. Now, how do you know, how did you know that the idea that you had in your mind had the potential to be turned into a profitable business? It took many years. It didn't start at the first go. Like in 2012, I saw the need and I saw that there are more jobs and way less people. For example, when I came as an international student, I'll apply for part-time jobs and I'll get a call from three jobs because I see that they don't have employees. And Canadian labor market depends upon immigrants. Um, also, I see that people get married back home because of the cultural beliefs, because of religion beliefs, and what they have to do to reunite, do the immigration. You know, uh, Canada is such a big, you know, country from a land perspective. However, the population is low. So I saw there is a need for people. Right, and whereas historically Canada was not open to immigration, the immigration started after 1967. So I, I saw that Canada is pretty favorable when it comes to immigration, and uh, we really need people in in kind of every aspect. And then I I started, you know, helping people just as a freelancing. However, it took me approximately four years to realize that I can start as a business. I am good, right? You always doubt yourself. I was doubting myself. Oh, people coming to me because I'm freelancer. Uh, maybe they're saving money or you know what? Um, what? Maybe they just need some help to fill up the papers. But when I saw people coming to me because of my services, they trust me. They first start with one application, then they give me another application, means they trust me. I'm understanding them. I'm getting a lot more references business now. I'm not marketing anywhere. I'm doing from my basement, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, they coming back to me means there is something in me. 
So it took four years therein to understand, you know, I can be an entrepreneur. We have lost our dear friend Aditi, so I would wait a couple of minutes for her to come back on the show. So basically, I really like her story. Many of the stories we have uh, heard and shared on, the post, on this podcast are very similar, if you pay attention to, right? People didn't decide like from one day to the other to become an entrepreneur. That's something that they had in mind first. Then that's something that they started to try as a freelance, as she said, as, um, as, a, or as a side hustle. And then it took her four years to realize that she had the potential to turn this idea, this side hustle, into a full-time business. Another point that she mentioned that is quite relevant here is the self-doubt. After time, you know, we hold ourselves back from making the jump and taking the leap of faith because we are not sure. And the thing is, our brain was trained to, and the purpose of our brain is to keep us safe, right? So in order to keep us safe, our brain encourages us to stay in our comfort zone. But as you know, as we know, being an entrepreneur is about going outside of your comfort zone, right? So the thing is, the self-doubts are normal. I really want you to understand that when you want to start a project, when you want to quit your, your comfortable situation with a 9 to 5, you know you're comfortable when you're a 9 to 5. You don't have to think, okay, I'm going to make money the next month and the following month and the following month, and that's normal. But at some point, if you got to be able to train your mind, that's very important here. You got to be able to train your mind so you take the risks. Will you succeed 100%? Probably no. But do you want to try at least and eventually succeed? And you won't fail. You will learn. Worst case scenario, you will learn a couple of lessons along the way. Or do you want to keep yourself safe? You stay in the comfort zone where nothing grows, that is comfortable, then nothing grows there. And then you pay the price of not having tried. And when I, looked at, when I look at both, because I made that jump too, right? When I look at both, I'm like, okay, you know, yes, being an entrepreneur is, is scary. It is challenging. There is a lot of ups and downs. So there is a risk here. But I do believe that there is also a risk to miss your calling if you stay in your comfort zone. If you wonder if your idea is good and if you have the potential to turn it into a business opportunity, you have to think about first, what is the, the problem that you are answering with your idea? If you are not able to clearly identify the problem that you are solving with your idea, that will be very hard to turn it into a profitable business. You gotta be able to answer that question, what problem am I solving? If you can identify the problem, you can monetize the solution, okay? There is a difference here between following your heart and passion and having an idea that you can turn into a profitable business. And in order to know the difference, you've got to try. And this is where people don't even take the first step. You got to try and to see what you can learn. 
you don't fail. You learn in the first two years of your of you being a business or a freelancer or a side hustler, you don't fail. You try. I really want you to 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 get clear on this because I know this is the first and the main barrier holding you back from making the jump from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur. So now you said that, okay, for four years, you were freelancing, right? You were freelancing before you realized that there is a potential here to turn this into a profitable business. So how was your life? Were you working full-time and freelancing on top of that? You didn't feel comfortable at your job, or maybe you loved your job, but you decided to jump into Uh, something different what was the the situation there extremely hard very hard i was working as a contract manager in the it firm and the idea that i i want to do an entrepreneurship came in 2016 but again it's not that easy it's really not that easy i um i wanted to do so now i'm getting complex cases and i really need to go back to school i don't know those The freelancing stuff is done. Now it's the real stuff. And uh, I shared with my sister. She has been very supportive. So I told my sister, I said, I have to go back to school. But, you know, I have a job. I It's $85,000 job back in 2016. You know, I'm not comfortable. So she has been pushing me to the year. She has been constantly pushing me back in 20. Then again in 2017, I ended up getting mortgage. Now, gone completely gone <laughs> now I'm like no i can't leave my job i have a mortgage to pay now and she's constantly pushing me no no you have to go back to school because people really need you you have an idea you can solve you can become an advocate go back to school uh so 2017 she literally i came home and she kicked me out that i have to go to school and register myself i went to school 2017 I got the admission done for 2018 and more hurdles now because you have a full time job so my job supposed to be 8 to 4 but now I have a school 5 to 9 what to do I was blessed with the with an amazing manager who who understood my dreams of having an education and do something on my own so my my work timings were changed from Eight to five or nine to five to now seven to two. Oh, so, uh, yeah. He was he was an amazing. I, his name was uh, Carlos. Amazing. So now I'll get up at five, leave work six. It was an hour drive because the, I I used to live in Brampton and the office is in closer to Donmills. An hour drive. I'll work seven to two. I'll leave two thirty. I'll leave school four, and I will literally take a nap. in the school because they used to teach nursing students too so i'll find a stretcher and i'll take a half an hour break before i actually start my school and i'll i'll do the school 5 to 9 i'll come home at 10 and now i will work on the applications and i'll work on the applications until 2 am in the morning and i'll take the sleep for hardly 2 hours and i'll i'm back to again work and there were times i'm, I'm honestly there were times I will not sleep. People will come in my dreams. My dreams were so big enough that I will have sleepless nights. And literally, my sister will say, "Hold, sleep. Count back, count hundred, sleep." Because I couldn't sleep. So 
I, I, I did my education. It took me almost uh, nine months to complete my education. And you know what? I think uh, when you have a strong dreams, you have a dedication, you mm -hmm. just make it possible for you. So again, I finished my school. Now I have to go to licensing part in 2019, but I'm still not comfortable to leave my job. I'm like, I'm making $90,000. I have mortgage. I have my sister's education bills to pay. You know what? I'll continue to do this as, as you know, as a business now, but I'll, I won't jump into entrepreneurship. I'm not made for this yet. I don't have support. I, I, I'm a first immigrant here. I don't have friends much. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then, you know what? <laughs> Early 2019, my company did massive layout layoffs oh. so 32 people were laid off and now it's just negativity around the office i was in tech sector we were pretty safe so they were a record management company now they were going from a paper to electronics so i was safe because i was in a software department team however wherever you go people are sad everybody's just waiting for their termination letter nobody expecting any raise and uh, people are getting laid off, you're getting announcements, and I'm scared. Now I'm very scared that next number is mine, mm -hmm. right? And this happened January 2019, and uh, in March 2019, one day I went to office, <laughs> I'm making a coffee, and my manager Carlos comes to me and he's like, I want to speak to you. And I was nervous, I knew something is coming on my way. And he handed my layoff termination letter to me. And he said, okay. we really appreciate your efforts, but company has been restructured. We have to let you go. And you have half an hour to pack your bag. That's hard. Extremely hard. I panicked. I didn't have, I have mortgage to pay. My sister was still studying that time. And uh, I don't have a brother. I don't have a dad, you know. It's only my mom back home. Uh, you know, you don't think about savings that time. You you do have some savings, but you, you just shattered, right? Like, what's mm -hmm. going to happen? This is not something I planned for myself. And um, my manager didn't, you know, stand on my head, literally. He's like, I give you half an hour, just pack your bag, and I'll escort you to the door. I just panicked. I, just, I took a box, I started packing everything. And um, the the I, I made a call to my sister from the parking, and I screamed, I yelled, I'm crying, I'm tears. like I'm gone. Everything is shattered. I don't have a future. She's like, B, that's why we prepared you for education. Now it's the time. Open your business. And I said, you don't know anything, and I just hung up. So, so just remind me, she's your your younger sister, right? Younger sister. She's way, way bolder than me. She's so like, she, yeah. She's like, come on, just come home, you know. And and she also told me, if you really want to work, you will find a job. Just come home. And the next call, I made it to my classmate. Uh, now he's a very good colleague of mine, Harith. And I said, Harith, you know what? I got laid off. I won't be able to come to school because I still have um, some subjects to complete. And then he's like, okay, okay, don't worry. Don't worry about it, you'll be fine. And I used to date 
a guy that time. Now he's going to be my husband in two weeks. We're getting married. Congratulations. So, thank you so much. So I call, so Annie is now, you know what we used to, I used to text him once I reach office, that reached office, good morning, and I'm gonna start. And that day I didn't text him because my morning was not the same morning. I'm fired, right? No matter what, laid off is a good word to say, but I don't have a job, I'm a jobless. Right, and then uh, I I answered his, uh, he has been constantly texting me and I just said, I, I, I lost my job and I started crying. He's like, just leave everything and come and see me. He used to work in Wells Fargo that time in his town. I drove to him and we went to the place where we first started dating, coffee culture, right there it was on. And um, we had the lunch and then the next thing I did right then and there, I drew the roadmap for my own conception. Because I feel that there are problems everywhere. Like everything you do from the get up until the end, there is an issue. Sometimes you want to sleep more, sometimes you have a more traffic, the morning is not the same morning, but you have a solution to think the solution and that's where you take your all the anxiety away. Mm -hmm. So we drew the roadmap of my entrepreneurship that I'm going to start my business now. And and we left with the business plan. So where, uh, hold on a minute. You went, you met him at the cafe. Correct. And so, and then you decided there to draft your business plan. Did you do like in a movie, you drafted your business plan on a napkin? <laughs> well, he he had his laptop back, so and anyways, okay, I, okay. I had my. So it's modern modern words. <laughs> we drafted how it's gonna happen. Do I need office? I'm gonna work from home. It's gonna be alone. How many how many clients do I have currently? How can they support me? What is my so I, we we drafted everything so that because in business first six months it's it's very hard. Mm -hmm. First six months to a year is extremely hard. And the only thing you need is confidence. You just learn, you listen to podcasts like you are having today. You listen to the motivational speakers. You learn from their struggles, from their failures. So you know what? I knew it's gonna come, but I didn't know, I did not know this gonna come that way. But you know what, Dari? It was good it, it came this way. Otherwise yes. I wouldn't be an entrepreneur. I am blessed that my manager did lay me off and, and and you know that's the thing here like oftentimes we we think that we have to be ready we have to know it all before making the jump to entrepreneurship and first of all let me tell you and aditi i know it will resonate with you you are never ready there is no such thing as being ready especially with entrepreneurship because you learn as you do with entrepreneurship that's the thing that's the rule number one and number two it never happened happens the way you would eventually have envisioned it there is something that pushes you out of nowhere to become an entrepreneur and i think there is two two situations here either you know you start a business because you decided to you you feel ready and that's something that you want to try or you start a business because you have no option you have no other option and oftentimes and especially when you are an immigrant in a country oftentimes when you know 
having jobs can or finding a new job so you know we're going through situations that are so hard and challenging that at some point becoming an entrepreneur is your own solution when you have the your, your back against the wall and i feel that's what happened to you you find yourself like overnight with your back against the wall and you were like okay what do i do now and entrepreneurship became the solution to helping you go ahead in life. Exactly, exactly. Because I, I had no other option. I know, I knew that I'm not gonna find a job. And anyways, honestly, I was still applying jobs. I don't wanna lie to you. I'll still apply a few jobs because I was still thinking jobs will save me. Because you know what, now you, are going to decide your journey you are responsible for every move you take right and i am the it i am the consultant i am the admin and i'm the receptionist right so so and i'm not saying any any job is less fortunate in its own way it's just that you know what in office i, I used to work seven to do log off means log off and now my gym starts but it was different you know what if you if you find me on facebook you will see from 2019 to 2021 i'm not active hmm. i was actually you know trying to find out i saw your picture when you landed as an immigrant and it melted my heart oh, and i was trying you. to scroll my face and i'm like you know i was exactly the same because nobody came to anyways pick me up also and i was lost you know with the very little money to even have a cab and and then i realized that i don't have any post or picture or messages for two years right because i i was struggling it's not that i i was not able to pay my bills god has blessed me hard work always pays you off and i i was very you know determined that i'm gonna do this I, I'm going to make this work. But the transition, the, the, the functions I lost, the events I lost, my own personal life sacrificed in a way that I was completely gone from, from the world, right? And that's okay, because if I did that, I'm now able to talk to people. Yes. I wouldn't be able to, because you know what um one time i used to date a guy and he's like um did you dated uh, did you did you dated anyone else and i said of course i i dated a few more guys and he's like oh okay so and then and the reaction wasn't good enough and he's like okay how many guys you have dated and all that stuff we, we ended up and i told him i'm like we came here to talk to me and my book is full I have been writing stories in my book and you're not the first one I'm meeting, right? So, the, so I, 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 I need to write those stories so that I can share with someone. That's the know? thing. That's the right. thing. Your story matters. And that's what I keep saying to people. And I love inviting guests like you on the show. It's because your voice matters and your story matters. And, and every time, and tip that I'm sharing with you all listening and watching us today every time I go through hard times I'm like okay you know what a couple of 
days, weeks, maybe maybe years down the line. That's a chapter of my story that I will be able to share the word. Correct. Exactly. So that's why it's important. And I'm glad that you, you, you just made the analogy, you know, of, okay, writing your story. And yes, you dated a couple of men. They were like a couple of chapters in your book. And this Correct. is your life. You keep writing new chapters in your, in your book, like as long as you live. And that's a blessing. Yeah, that's a blessing. So I, I feel, I feel proud is, uh, you know, proud, you know, you have to feel proud on what you do. At least self-esteem or in your own inner world, you should be feeling happy. But mm -hmm. I, I feel so blessed. Yes. I extremely feel so blessed because when I lost my dad, I was only 16 and coming from a North Indian male dominating society back home from India, I never thought that I'll be able to, like, I wanted to study always, but I never thought that I'll be so confident, even though I don't have any, you know, male support. My dad was a brother to me. My dad was my first boyfriend. He was my best friend. And, and it's his blessing that, you know, he showered to me and then every day, I try to teach confidence to the women. Wow. No matter it's in my office, it's in my friend circle. You know, we make mistakes. We go through a bad relationship. We go through weight gains. We we do. We 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 all are same. But one thing matters is that we accept. You know, resilience is something that we always afraid of. Right. That's why we we. We do not compete for the opportunities as men do because we're so scared to fail. And trust me, I have failed many times, especially in, in you know, in men's world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I have my own vision, my own ideas, my own voice that I need a really brave men who value women equally to men. Yeah. Right? That's and I am blessed. Trust me, I'm really super blessed. You know, talking to you, talking to people around, uh, joining this immigration, you know, immigrant women, I, it, it makes me feel so blessed that I've been able to do in the country where I was not born. Yeah, Canada is a beautiful country in the sense that it gives us the opportunity to try. Correct. And it encourages us to try. Aditi, thank you so much. That was uh, very inspiring. Uh, to, to listen to your story. Thank you for, you know, being so open about the good, the bad, and the not so ugly. That's okay, you know. We, th there is like a lot of lessons to be learned in, in everyone's journey. So thank you very much for being with us today. For those of you watching the replay and, and, and listening to the podcast, you can listen and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also the replay is available on our YouTube channel, Stand Up From The Crowd. So we are everywhere, so you have easy access to inspiring stories like Aditi's stories. So, you know, you get the little extra push that you need to amplify your voice, impact, and influence. Thank you, everyone. Thank you again, Aditi. You have a wonderful day. And I will see you next week for another live episode of Stand Up From The Pub. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. Bye.